Hello and welcome to the Models Inc. cast. What? what? Well, hello, it's me. I'm very sophisticated discussing models. Oh my god, these models. Oh, tell me more. Oh, Mary, Models Inc. has so much to offer. I am so excited that we together are going to talk about it a little bit and that I'm going to watch every episode of this highbrow show. I'm so glad we've made this arrangement the way we've made it. Can I tell you about the characters of this epic drama? Yes, please, please. Well, it starts with special guest star Hillary Michaels, Amanda's mother. Also known as Mommy. No, no. And then the rest of the cast, they conveniently made a point to say in alphabetical order to justify that in a show about female models, the three dudes showed up first. Oh, it was the next. Yep. But first, we got David, Hillary's son. He's the vice president of modeling. That's not correct. And then uh, we also have Eric. Eric, he's kind of a douche. Okay. Uh, And then Brian, of course, Brian. Brian is a photographer who likes to do it in the kelp. And then the crossover star, Sarah Owens. Sarah, she's from Iowa, allegedly. She's no, fully. She's fully from Iowa. Oh, she's from Iowa. And her good sister friend, Julie. Julie, she's from the Outback. Crikey, that's what I call her. And they're living with um, superstar model Terry. Terry, she was the world's most beautiful woman for a minute. She was. was. And, And her good sister, Carrie. Her sister, Carrie, was in the Matrix. Yeah. And then, of course, we have the model, Linda. Linda wears a hat. Sometimes. <laughs> Mary, we are going to go through the whole series of Models, Inc. together. Are you ready? Uh, I'm ready because I'm not going to be watching it. Hello and welcome to the Models, Inc. cast. Mary, can you believe we are getting so close to the end? I can. This show is getting good. Oh my God. Mm. I There was a lull, right? If you remember at the beginning, when we first started this Models, Inc. journey, uh, there was a period of time where I was like, I want to watch Models, Inc. sooner than the next Melrose Place. Do you remember that? I do. I do. That went away. Quick, quick. <laughs> As... It sounds like it did for America too at the time. <laughs> like it was part of their travel. As the there came a time where Melrose Place season three started cooking, and season two, um, or I'm sorry, Models Inc. It just became not good. Mm-hmm. It got a little dull. It seems like for a while. Yeah, but now it's better, and here we are. Of course, you know, having just celebrated New Year's Eve. Oh, what a a time it was, ringing in the new year. Oh, the little trumpets, the the little kazoos. I don't remember which year it was we were ringing in. It was so much fun. I had had that much fun. It's Well, seeing as it's January 2024. Oh, my. Time flies. Oh, my goodness. Time flies when you're loving Models, Inc., you know? Oh, wow. What a thrill. But here today on January 8th, 2024, that's today. Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Today's date. Uh, 
I have four. Insert today's date. I have four storylines to tell you about. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. We're going to start with Cynthia. Do you remember what's happening with Cynthia from the Cynthia, the Real Housewife? She has developed an eating disorder and has uh-huh. a box of secret name brand Twinkies that are turned upside down. So we turned upside down. But this was before Michelle Obama, so the caloric count wasn't in your face. Yeah, so you, you didn't mind having it upside down. You fine. did not mind. Because nobody fucking read the back of that shit. I still made a box like that. I was going to do that for my you, snacking drawer. I mean, now that it's 2024, this is the time. Yeah, I've been putting this off for way too long. It's an long. election year, Mary. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, it's never going to end. Yeah. Well, anyway, <clears throat> here's what happens. Uh, Brian storms in on Cynthia while she's puking and confronts her. Because remember, two weeks ago, he said, I think you have an eating disorder, but you've never looked better. Keep it up. (laughs) He sounds like one of those guys on those dating apps I deal with. (laughs) (laughs) And then last week, he confronted her and he's worried. This time he storms in and she yells back. She said, remember last week, she said, bulimia is her way to stick it to the man that she can eat whatever she wants and still look good. It's her way of saying to heck with them all. Oh, to heck. Straight yeah. to heck with all of them. Mary, I got to say, non-verbally, you seemed ready to support Cynthia's argument for bulimia there, which was a choice <laughs> I can't get behind. I'm just really hungry right now. You know, I have to say, eating disorders seemed a much bigger concern 20 years ago. Nobody talks about them anymore. I think we cured them. I think We, we cured them. We did some charity walks and they're all gone now. You know, Gen Z, maybe they just don't develop eating disorders because like they want to, but the second it comes time to stick their fingers down their throat, they freeze up with anxiety. That's that's what I would do. Or maybe it's so difficult to get the selfie from the right angle oh, for wow. Instagram while you're This peeking. is a little rich. <laughs> I don't understand. Anyway, whatever. Brian Storm's in, and she defends herself saying a few times does not make me bulimic. So she's now saying it's just not too frequent. He convinces Cynthia they need to go see a counselor. She agrees. Okay. Okay. So Brian is at the shrink. That's my offensive language, not theirs. (laughs) And he is yelling at the female therapist. A lady therapist. A lady therapist, yeah. That's your first mistake. First and second mistakes. Anyway... Because Cynthia never showed up. And he's like, Cynthia never intended to show up. She lied to me. Oh, no. And Brian is angry. And the therapist starts grilling him, doing therapy at him, right? You know how, like, this is the old nine, the old trope on television where it's like, yeah. okay, but how do you feel about that? And you're being therapied too, but you don't even realize it until it's too late. Then you're caught in the web of therapy. Let me tell you, she got him. She tricked him. <laughs> Because he's angry. Do you know what she draws out of him? He couldn't save Cynthia from bulimia or the rapist. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. Oh, the rapist came back. That's right. Because she's yelling a few times doesn't make me bulimic. Other models do it all the time. And he yells. By the way, they're in a restaurant bathroom. That's and he stormed into the women's room. Yeah, that's, that's yells, not I've seen other, I've seen other models do it all the time. And he yells, they weren't raped, Cynthia. Oh. So, wow. uh, I really I for- want you to not forget about that. I forget the status of Brian's feminist card, but I'm gonna stamp revoked, revoked, <laughs> revoked. Oh, I think that's fair. I stand behind that. Yeah. So, he's arguing, going back and forth now with a therapist, and he says, I'm only trying to do now what I couldn't do then save Cynthia. He's okay. getting real therapized. He, you know, listen, this is just what a, what ladies need is men to really step in 
and tell them, let me tell you, little lady, what you're doing wrong. So he tries again. I could use it. Why not? (laughs) Cynthia is in the Models Inc. office checking her mail, her messages, okay, which are all on paper. Oh, they're faxed. Yes. No, 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 no. Written with a pencil. Were they written and then faxed? No, 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 no. Like a little message notepads. But Mary, I have oh. to describe I have to describe this little alcove to you because okay. I've never seen these devices actually used, but I've seen them all the time. You know, in the basement of all of our buildings at our old work, they just they never got rid of anything because you never knew when it was going to be valuable. So we had all this old office equipment that didn't matter anymore. Yeah. Like still with Rolodexes that nobody's using anymore. You there might be something good in there. You never know. Okay. So this is what it was. She's in a little alcove, picture like almost like a little broom closet. Okay. 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 And there's like a wall of mailboxes here and then a little shelf on the left, mailboxes in front. And there's two of these little plastic things. I'd say they're about a foot and a half long and um, kind of about four inches wide, two inches tall. And there's just little plastic uh, ovals on top to separate names. Okay. So it's like a tray with just little plastic dividers. Okay. And they, so everybody had their own little divider and she just grabbed her messages and started walking out. That sounds very convenient. Maybe this is one I not what I should have went into detail on in this bottle sink recap. It is an audio medium. So. But 90s office supplies fascinate me. He's not lying. But... I got to say, the, the little tray divider thing, I've always looked at them and wondered, what the fuck are these for? Now you How should I know. one. You could divide your messages up. I, Mary, I know where they are. They're they're in the basement of my old office. You could stop by any time. They'll let you right in. They don't lock the door. Ever? I mean, it auto locks and then it automatically unlocks between 8 a.m. and 5 p.m. Oh, yeah. Your building had those. We didn't have those. We had to have keys. Yeah, no, I wasn't allowed to have a no. key. Anyway, so Cynthia's there and then she leans against the wall because she's getting lightheaded again. And Brian comes around. Eat and comes around no well she's got she's got well she's eaten just fine she can eat whatever she wants and this is her way to say to heck with all of them <laughs> she's really showing them who's boss if she gets lightheaded again anyway brian confronts her and says do you want to die mind you she's at work and he's yelling at her do you want to die <laughs> you want to die and right there insensitive to say to a woman who is assaulted oh just <laughs> just wait it gets better they're arguing and bickering right there in the office and he says, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to, I'm not going to sit here and watch you kill yourself. You don't want to get help. You're on your own. And he breaks up with Cynthia at work while she's fainting. What she's fainting is really the, at least let her faint first. Like get her on the, <laughs> get her down. So she's not going to fall. Wow. Wow. You're real pro Cynthia fainting because here's what happens later. Cynthia's <laughs> at home alone at the model house alone. Okay. Alone by herself. By herself after she's been repeatedly getting lightheaded because she keeps puking up her her uh, peanut butter and jellies. She doesn't go in the hot tub. That's bad if you're lightheaded. She goes to the hot tub. Yep. No, really? Yep. She's yep. going to die in there. And she starts getting lightheaded right away and she puts that. her head underwater and comes back up to kind of clean her face. And then we see her like her head just tilt back, roll back a little no. bit, and that's it. Is she going to drown in the hot tub? Craig and Julie walk in and they're talking and they're having a good time because remember they got back together last week after Julie went on a date with a football player who is not the one that made Allison leave rehab. Oh yeah, a different football player. Different football player, but probably in the same Super Bowl. It's all one Super Bowl to me. It's all the same one. 
Anyway, Craig and Julie walk in and they just, for some reason, walk straight out to the back patio and they see Cynthia like floating in the hot tub and they freak out. Obviously they pull her out. Craig yells to Julie, call 911 and Craig is going for CPR. So I guess he's taking this opportunity to Mac up on a lady. Am I right? (laughs) These guys are clever. He's, he's trying to, trying to see if his tongue can make her throw up too much. His tongue will bring her back to life. Maybe. All right. Let me tell you about, that's it with Cynthia. We don't know if she lives or dies. I think we can assume she lives. Well, we know she does because she continues on to the Real Housewives of Beverly County. I want to not be offended that you- Beverly Hills or Orange County. I'm sorry. Beverly Hills. Oh, with Lisa Rinna. Formerly, yeah. What? She left Beverly Hills? Yeah, she, she chose to leave. She wasn't interesting. She was just married to Harry Madeline or whatever. Harry Hamlin. It is weird that she calls him Harry Hamlin. Yeah. Yeah. I've not been married, but it seems weird to refer to your spouse by their full name. Yeah, I I have been. And let me tell you, to use even their their legal name is rare. After a while. Words I can't say even with an explicit rating on this podcast. Oh, I I didn't know where you were going. Yeah. Okay. Let me tell you about Julie. (laughs) Julie is crikey. Crikey. And she's back with Craig. The Craig surfer, who I did not make up, Mary, he's real, because he wrote the book under the cover name Blaine Tudor, all about the models. Blaine Tudor. What if that's a fake sounding name? It is, and it's a woman's name. He's faking being a woman. I think Blaine could be a guy. No, I'm not they... saying he's trying to be a guy, but Blaine can also be a man's name. It can be. That's why I was surprised when they gendered the, the fake author as female on the show. Uh, now I, I get what you're cooking now. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I said it pretty clearly the first time, but that's okay. All right. So Craig and Julie are arguing because Julie wants him to make turn skin deep into a made-for-TV movie so that she can be an actress in it playing herself. She's not an actress. No, she's not. I mean... The person playing Julie is barely an actress. <laughs> I don't know. The audacity. It just made me think, do you remember when Christopher talked about how... Because I said... Daphne Zuniga is on every Lifetime movie. Why didn't they get her to play herself? And Christopher said, that's a terrible idea. Dumbass. <laughs> Stop having so many special episodes. That's fair. I mean. <laughs> yeah. I'm just now realizing that episode I'm referring to aired 11 months ago and may not be fresh in our listeners' memories. Depends how they're indulging in this podcast. It's important to know the episode I'm referring to is in the season three bonus episode, one of the season three bonus episodes where we went through the unauthorized lifetime movie, the rusical of oh, RuPaul should do a Melrose Place rusical. You should email that right now. Holy shit, RuPaul is old enough to want to do it too. Oh, RuPaul would know Melrose Place. Oh my god. I'm kind of surprised RuPaul wasn't on Melrose Place. Which drag queen do you think would play Allison best? Oh wow. I want to say caught in the act. No? Oh, God, I can't remember her name. Oh, one came to mind right away. Mrs. Kasha Davis would play Amanda's mom. Yes, yes, mm-hmm. that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's that one. Oh, God, is it Trinity? I Trinity the Tuck good. Taylor? Trinity, I think, would do a good yes, job she could do it. What about who would be Amanda? I want. I think Bianca Del Rio. Bianca. Bitchiness. Yeah, and she wouldn't even really act like Amanda. She would just no. be bitchy. And, but, but she, she just has that up. one dress. Yeah, she would nail that. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, oh my god. Mm-hmm. Who would? What about who would? Uh, 
<sighs> Who would play Joe? Joe Beth Reynolds. Detox for sure. I'm kidding. This is going to take more thought. Let's move on. Anyway, we'll make another special episode. Yeah. Great <laughs> idea. Okay, so Julie wants Craig to make Skin Deep into a movie so she can play herself. Craig says okay. he doesn't want to do it. Julie says they're not going to produce. They're not going to make it unless you step in to be producer. And he said, well, then they're not going to make it. And she gets mad. And he says, you know what? You got a dollar. She gives him a dollar. And he said, there, you just bought the movie rights to Skin Deep. You're in charge now. So she gives him a blowjob. You know what? They're both giving each other jobs. He's she, getting her movie she, jobs. She gave him a dollar. And in exchange, she then gave him a blowjob. And they say nobody wants to work anymore. This, this is reverse prostitution. All right. <laughs> so later. The show Ka- is pioneering all kinds of things. Carrie and Linda are confronting Julie because they don't like the fact that her and Craig are fucking all over the model house. That's fair. I mean. Yeah. They do this confrontation while Craig and Julie are making out in the hot tub. <laughs> well, you know what? I, I approve of that because he should also be held accountable because he's participating. Yeah. They should so Lin- just yell at Crikey. Linda and Carrie, they're like, there's too much sex, sex, and more sex. <laughs> Julie reveals that they're making the Skin Deep movie, and Linda asks for more sympathetic characters. <laughs> I like that they just decided they're making a movie, too. Like, they don't have any, like... None of the apparatus is set up to make a movie. They don't have like a producer or a director. She's like, we're just making a movie. Yeah. And given, given Craig had, listen, (laughs) I know you've not seen Craig. It wouldn't take much. That's an, that's an easy place for Julie to get to. I would say. It's it's kind of a shame she had to pay a dollar. (laughs) Okay. So they're talking more and Julie says she wants a secretary that looks like Brad Pitt. All right. Okay, so whoever's going to be the secretary is going to look like Brad Pitt. And Craig, who now loses his male feminist card, says, that would be one ugly woman. Wow. Yeah, offensive on so many fronts. Oh, classic Craig. Oh, my God. We're not hiring a woman for this job. (laughs) Mary, do you know, when I was in college, I was an RA. Surprise, surprise. I was the one that dumped out their alcohol. or made them (laughs) dump out their alcohol. (laughs) And... (laughs) Um, we made a student organization just for RAs. Uh, it was D- Association of Resident Assistants. And we needed to elect a secretary. And I ran unopposed on the yeah. following campaign platform. I got a loud standing ovation because I yelled, like, or I didn't yell, but I just said, boys can take notes too. And that laughter and standing <laughs> applause. And I got the job. Wow. You got the job, Mary. You nailed it. Yeah, oh I God. showed my women's studies right then and there. That's why I got the male women's studies card, and Craig and Brian do not. Oh, you play that card a lot, too, so good job. Good. Hey, what, listen, it's a little beat up. It's a little, little busted and dusted, but it's working. <laughs> okay, so Julie is meeting with the writer. Okay. The movie talk- writer. The, mo- the, the writer? movie writer. The screenwriter. The the person. They just said writer, Mary. Listen, this is Models Inc. This is not art. This is not Melrose Place. Well, but they have a screenwriter, presumably at Models Inc. So I suppose they, they should. Know the this word. should be something they get right. Yeah. Literally, the person who wrote the script that included that she meets with a writer was a screenwriter. So I would think they would know the terminology. Okay, you do not need to be getting this attitude with me. I didn't fucking write this show. 
Yeah, but you gave me the sass about it. I just took notes because <laughs> boys can take notes too, as has been well established throughout my political career. <sighs> so they're getting to know each other and Mary, they get on the subject of long lost loves. Are they going to have sex in a hot tub? No, 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 no. This is a lady writer. And it was the 90s. It was the 90s. Oh, okay, fair. Yeah, okay. So Lady Ryder is talking about her long-lost loves. They were trading back and forth. And it turns out she was engaged to be married, but he disappeared. He ran out on her. God. They never got together. Men are just running out. Showing up 30 minutes late and running out. They were engaged, and then they both agreed, maybe it's too soon, maybe it's not, back and forth. And they agreed, we're going to go to the airport and we're going to elope, unless you have a change of heart. But if you show up, we'll go together and we'll get married. Okay. And she says, I'll never forget. It was gate 201, flight 11, but he never showed up and the marriage was off. I never talked to him again. I don't like that kind of a plan that just thinking about that gives me an amount of anxiety that is unnatural. Uh Listen, and she's, she's so sad. Now, remember she's working on the book skin deep by Blaine Tudor and her and Julia have this and it's gate 201, flight 11. The marriage was off. He never showed up. And then she says, sometimes I wonder about Craig. And Julie says, I'm sorry, Craig. And the writer says, yeah, Craig Bodie. I wonder whatever happened to him. This is ridiculous. This is Julie's Craig. This is ridiculous. Yeah. Do you know what was fucking ridiculous? What was ridiculous? Here's what I thought was ridiculous because this fucking writer, yes, she was a screenwriter who wrote this, but not a good one because the writer, the lady writer in the car says, I wonder what happened to Craig. And Julie says, Craig, question mark. And the fucking response is to give his last name. That was not the, that was not what you, that's not the social script. Craig? Oh yeah, Craig Bodie. You know, Craig Bodie. That's fucking ridiculous. I don't care for it. These people must be canceled. They were. Anyway, Craig Bodie was her long lost love. She still thinks about him. Okay. Guess well, he's well, not thinking about her. Yeah. And Julie's like, oh shit, because they're going to meet. <laughs> they're going to meet each other. <laughs> okay. This is, I don't, this is bullshit. I'm going to go ahead and lay the shit. This is bullshit. Not once, not once have you called bullshit on Melrose Place. Oh, I think I have. I think that's been implied several times. This is a little. This is a. This is a bridge too far. That this is his ex, not quite fiance, who happened. He wouldn't know who they're hiring as a screenwriter. He would have no info. I don't know. He sold the movie rights for a buck and a blowjob. That should be the name of the movie. Okay, Kimberly literally died. Jane was an only. She clearly didn't die. Jane was an only child. That's that was bullshit too. I think I said that was bullshit when it happened. Whatever. Moving on. Your Honor, play the tape back. Play the tape back. (laughs) Please don't. We have to go find it. There's so many. Okay, (laughs) so so later, Julie and Craig are talking, and they're on the beach. I don't know where the fuck they are, but Julie, like, starts poking around at this, and she starts asking about his ex-girlfriends, past girlfriends. She says, you know everything about me. I I don't know anything about you. And I'm like, well, that's because you're a bad girlfriend, Julie. How, How have you not asked him questions about himself? She's too busy working. She's too busy working on something. Buck at a time. Buying movie rights for a buck and a blow job. <laughs> anyway, so <sighs> Craig starts, he says, you know, I, I had many girlfriends, really. No one, the last said, and Julie was like, well, there must have been someone. Mm. How, Julie? How must there have been someone? That's not a guarantee. Wouldn't you just say at this point? Like, I met the screenwriter today, and holy shit, what a coincidence. It's like... 
Not if they, Listen, not if they're still holding a torch for each other. Although she doesn't have any reason yet to believe that Craig would still have any people. As far as she knows, Craig stood this lady up. But if they're still holding a torch for each other, you're irrelevant at that point. Like they're going to meet one way or another, and either they're going to meet and it's going to blow up, or it, it doesn't matter. Get it over with. Uh, okay. Uh, anyway. He does reveal, he starts telling about this one significant girlfriend he had in college. It turned, it's clear to all of us, the viewers, that he's talking about the same person. And he said, she wanted to be a writer too. I guess you couldn't Google people back then. And it turns out Craig knows that he showed up for that flight to go get married. But she oh. stood him up. Oh, he shit. said, I'll never forget. It was flight 21, gate one. I'm going to punch this show in the face. <laughs> <laughs> Why? This is stupid. This, this is, is stupid. A stupid plot line. We. This is just annoying. This we is an annoying literally, plot line. We literally threw Monique over a balcony only for her to come back later. That was entertaining, at least. This is just stupid. David got shot in the lobby of Model Zeke, and everybody had to come to work the next day. Where is David, by the way? He's, He's in the- Europe. So he just never comes back to the show? He's never. just gone? As far as I know, I don't know. He's not been Why did he even bother being there in the first place? Then? What a waste of my time to learn all about the vice president of modeling. About Amanda Woodward's brother. Yeah, he should be like a key character on the show. And he just vanished. He was. He was the vice president of models. Yeah, he's been gone for like 20 episodes. He's gone, gone, gone. Anyway, Julie is now talking like she wants to cancel Skin Deep. She wants to cancel the movie. All right. Because if Craig and Lady meet each other, she's worried she'll be pushed aside. Craig and Lady. <laughs> is that wrong? What, what is her name? Do we know the lady's name? Or is it just Lady? I, I just have Lady. Right. Well, you know what? I've heard that boys can take notes too. So <laughs> you can, Mary's can fuck right off too. How about that? That's my campaign slogan. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Can I tell you about Sarah? Yeah, Sarah's from Iowa. Sarah's from Iowa. Uh, she had the green hair last year and then had girl talk with Julie in the next scene. And she's in love with a priest. She's in. She's pregnant by a priest. Oh, I forgot she's pregnant. She's what a miracle. Pregnant. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, How so did she, that happen? <laughs> she wakes up from a nightmare and she's doing her hair shampoo photo shoot. And then they kind of zoom out and everybody sees she's visibly pregnant and are like grossed out and like, get her out of here. Get her out of here. Grossed out. <laughs> Ew, she's pregnant. <laughs> Sarah tells Linda that the baby is due in seven months, and she says, so, yep, Father Mark is the father. Oh, amen. Daddy Mark. Daddy Priest. Priest Daddy. Priest Daddy. Okay, so now, if you remember last week, Raz Jeans was the jean company that really wanted to that was looking for a new model for a campaign and they grace enlisted all the models they were considering. And it was everyone, including some of the extras in the back, everyone except Mm -hmm. Monique. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So Sarah, they're all at the Raz jean. They're having a big event with all the potential models and Sarah's jeans don't fit. Cause she's pregnant. She needs maternity jeans. Got filled by the Holy spirit. Oh my God. (laughs) Loaded. only Only she'd offered him a dollar instead. So the the guy says, I don't understand. Didn't you say you were a size two or four or whatever? I don't know. It was supposed to be a small number. Didn't you say you were a size four? And Sarah gets very offended and says, maybe your jeans aren't sized correctly. And they're like, uh, don't say that. this is not the way. And then she yells, well, I, I'm the Ann York girl. That's her shampoo. I'm the Ann York girl. 
I don't need to wiggle my ass to sell jeans. And she storms out. And later, and later, does stop to make sure she didn't make it to the next round. She did ask. (laughs) Well, you've got to be thorough. As she storms out, picture it, picture it. Imagine the scene, D&D, late night work session, only desk lamps on Amanda and Allison's, and then Amanda has a miscarriage pain. Oh, yeah. That happens to Sarah as she storms out. I don't need to wiggle my ass to sell jeans. Oh. Ah! And Linda oh, freaks God. out and says, is it the baby? And she said that just as Carrie was walking in, but it doesn't seem like Carrie heard. And oh. Linda takes Sarah to the hospital. And Mary, I fucking shit you not. Guess what hospital they went to? They go to Wilshire Memorial. They went to Wilshire Memorial. Was Matt there? To oh, help? my God. Mary. The fucking Matt as a gynecologist is what I was waiting for. <laughs> Dr. Kimberly Shaw, give me some Katya, anything. Uh, no, nope, no, no one. Not a single opportunity. They were struggling for ratings. They couldn't. Michael Mancini could have knocked her up right then and there. Kimberly could have stolen that baby. <laughs> oh, man. What a waste. Anyway, so they're talking to the doctor about how worried they are because Sarah says, I've been drinking and doing drugs. She's also shampooing with then, serious products, and that's a little concerning. And then she says, of course, I didn't know I was pregnant yet, so that's fine. And, and emergency room lady says, go talk to your regular doctor, see, if, see how bad this is. <laughs> All right. Later, Carrie's talking to Sarah and says, how's the baby? And she says, I heard some of the things you and Linda were talking about. And she tells Sarah that being a working mother is okay, and that she has to tell Mark. She has a responsibility to tell Mark. Mm. Now, remember Carrie's motivation here. When Terry Spencer, Carrie's sister, who is now Monique, the most beautiful ghost in America, was thrown over the balcony, one of the reasons we suspected Carrie was because her sister Terry, who was thrown over the balcony to become Monique, had a safe deposit box with information about Carrie's adopted baby mm-hmm. that made Carrie start an affair with her adopted baby's father. The used car guy. The used car guy who fucked her in the most spacious airport bathroom, airplane bathroom you could ever imagine. I still can't get that bathroom out of my mind. But did she have to pay a dollar? <laughs> a bucket of blowjob. Oh my god. god that's gonna things, be a, that's gonna be an ad. The things it? they're hearing outside this door here in my house. <laughs> they're used to that. <laughs> okay. Um, so Carrie's saying it, you can be a working mother, you can still have a career, and you've gotta tell Mark he has a right to know. Mm-hmm. So Sarah goes to see Mark. Oh my god, Mary. This fucking What was that movie with Michelle Pfeiffer when she went to an underprivileged school as a white teacher? Remember when there was like 800 movies like that? It was the one with that Coolio song. Yeah, or maybe that Coolio song was in a different movie that was the exact same fucking thing. It was some white savior going to an inner city neighborhood. Dangerous Minds. Dangerous Minds. Okay, well, this scene was straight out of that because she went to go see Mark. It's at night. He is the only white person playing basketball. He's a priest. He's a priest. He's He's... He's servicing the community. Oh, God. And not in the way Sydney used to. <laughs> anyway, um, Sarah shows up. The ball bounces towards her as she's walking, and she picks it up and smiles at Mark and bounces the ball back to him. But they um, talk. And she, she should says, have said it's like a bouncing baby. Anyway, they're having a little exchange, a little back and forth. And Sarah's really annoyed, and she yells at him If you don't shut up and listen and let me tell you what I have to say, I never will. I'm pregnant, and I don't know what I'm asking of you. I don't even know why I'm telling you. I just thought you should know. Okay, bye. And away she goes. 
she really knows how to leave a scene. She's listen. She's she's got the moves. She's got something. Okay, got baby. The next day at work, Ann York, the shampoo people, they want to sign Sarah on for a year-long tour. What a type of tour, tour are they doing? I know a shampoo for tour. For a like, year? <laughs> I thought that I would like we put her in the fucking Wiener Mobile, but shaped like the Oscar Mayer Wiener Mobile, but shaped like a shampoo bottle that squirts out on that. the road. I would yeah, go see like that. what are they? What are they? Anyway, they want her on a year-long tour. A year-long tour. For I, a Mary, shampoo? I have said this three times. I don't know how to how to make it any clearer. A year-long tour. Okay. Opposite of a three-hour tour. It's not really the opposite, but okay. <laughs> this show, I'm telling you, it's really getting good. Is it? I don't think I'm convincing you. <laughs> Maybe it's a Grayson storyline that'll do it. Okay. All right. We'll okay. see. You know, you did not even call bullshit when they took Reed Carter, gave him a new character, and sent him on a boat to go pick up Monique, the most beautiful ghost in America. Show. It was on a different show. <laughs> But fine. I do. I just listened to that episode where he showed up, where we talked about it, and you were disappointed that they didn't at least have the audacity to use the pretty lady. I mean, they already paid to rent that boat for one show. They could have just used it again. Do you remember he took her out to an island to go fucking an abandoned island? That's where you go for that, right? Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> that's right. what they're for. An so, abandoned island. <laughs> so Sarah says. Sarah says she feels like Cindy Crawford. And Hillary says, this is what life is going to be like for you. Parties, appearances, etc. So, of course, Sarah's torn because she knows she's going to get visibly pregnant. And that's a bad idea. She already can't fit into the rack's jeans. She's got to get out, get that baby out. She's got to get that baby out. That's where Kimberly would be so helpful. Kimberly <laughs> and Maria. Kimberly would love that baby. Maria's been with her for a long time. <laughs> Remember when I thought she said to Maria in Spanish, like, be careful with the baby, it's hot. <laughs> I think I misheard. I don't think I translated that correctly. All right. Well, Mark shows up and they talk and say, and he's like, you know, I want to, I want to do the right thing. And Sarah says, how are you going to do that? This is my life. Do you love me? Pause. I didn't think so. Are you willing to give up being a priest? Pause. Didn't think so. And Not then, that uniform. No man would give up that uniform. <laughs> Sarah said, let me, let me tell you, when I say there's no more attractive uniform in the world than a priest outfit, it's like the impossible objective. Like, what a challenge. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, Sarah says, and this shocked me, although I stopped to think about it, it made sense. Because uh, she showed up on Melrose Place at the end of season two. This is kind of coming up alongside season three of Melrose Place. But she showed up on Melrose Place having just graduated high school, just left Iowa with her high school boyfriend, Hank, who got in a not naked fight with Jake on a pool table. Yeah, that should have been naked. And she says, I'm 19 years old. And I was like, what? Yeah, she probably is, right? I mean, her character is 19 years old. The actress is not 19 years old. That's where I was like, oh, "Oh, wow. Right, right. 19. Yeah. She's like fucking Andrea from Beverly Hills 90210. Oh boy, you're really starting to bleed those references in here. Anyway, I'm 19 years old. All I know how to do is be a model, and I've probably throw- blown any chance of that. So she storms away from Mark. Okay. Then Linda with a hat, mm-hmm. Sarah, and Carrie are walking all kind of in a row together down like um like a boardwalk, like a like a beachy sidewalk where Kimberly and Sydney ate ice cream and plotted Michael's murder. 
one of his attempted murders. Yes. <laughs> so Linda and Carrie are arguing literally over Sarah about what Sarah should do with the baby. Oh, Linda seems, do that. Linda seems to be suggesting abort the bitch. <laughs> Gary seems to be saying you can't do that and you can't give it up for adoption. Let me see. I I'm here to tell you I'm the perfect one to tell you. And Linda says, it's not about you. And then Sarah literally starts yelling, crying. And she says, it's my life and it's my baby. All right. Fair enough. Well, the Lord would like a word with you, Sarah, because Jesus has some rights to that baby too. Jesus has naming rights. <laughs> oh all right God. grayson adam monique i'm all gonna right. walk you through this you get one guess mary on what the magic surprise is at the end not magic the big surprise oh i was i already went to leprechaun nope <laughs> so i think it became pretty obvious pretty early on okay so when you think you know what's happening you stop me and you guess but you only get one shot okay one shot, one shot of adrenaline, adrenaline. Everybody loves the RuPaul song references. They do. I, I hear that all the time. Okay. So remember last week, this is this is what we're picking up. Grayson um, said to Adam, she has something on him and you'll never guess what it is. But believe me, when I play my hand, you'll never get rid of me. And Adam's been obsessing over that. And he said to Monique, I've got, we got to get, got to come after her first. I don't know what she's planning. Okay. Later, we see Grayson talking to a contractor. She's remodeling the house. And she said, someone very important is moving in. And I want everything to be perfect. And I think at the time we were supposed to believe she suspected she was getting Adam back. Okay. Mm -hmm. That's what it seemed like. Okay. May still be. All right. So here's what happens. Adam pays Eric to spy on Grayson. All right. Okay. Because he needs to find out what Grayson has planned. Okay. Grayson is trying to win the rap or Raz or Rax account for one of their models. Okay. Okay. Monique shows up uninvited to the party. That's because she's not, she's not going to get those jeans. Yeah. And Mr. Edwards, who's the guy from the rap jeans account, uh, Grayson comes up to Monique and says, you weren't invited. You need to leave. But Mr. Edwards comes over and starts talking to Monique. And Monique says, oh, I guess I wasn't on the list. I can't stay. And he said, why? You're perfect. Why don't you stick around? And oh. Grayson has to smile and be like, yeah, that's a great idea. <laughs> okay. Sarah, this is Sarah on the way in before she yelled, I don't need to wiggle my ass for to sell jeans. She <laughs> says to someone, nothing like going butt to butt with the best rear ends in the business. <laughs> that sounds like something they'd say at the club. Mm -hmm. All right. Um, so after, then they're at another party, Adam and Monique come to the jeans party and Grayson comes up, congratulates her and hugs her and is very sweet. So this is a second party. Okay. Party okay. two. All right. Yep. Adam leaves Monique alone at Grayson's house. Okay. So the first party where Monique showed up is at the um, office. Okay. They have a follow-up party at Grayson's house with like a narrowed down group of bottles they're still considering. Okay. Sarah's not invited because she won't wiggle her ass to sell jeans. You're going to have to wiggle your ass to sell those jeans. You get, you got to, and Sarah won't do it. Even she's, Brett Favre did it for Wranglers. Brett Favre stole fucking welfare money from Mississippi. One of my favorite things about Brett Favre is not actually about Brett Favre. It's my brother who imitates him when he used to leave those. He was sexually harassing that woman. And he did those messages like, hey, Jen, hey. 
my brother does that all the time. He does a really good imitation of it. Oh, Wranglers. How many pairs of Wranglers did that convince you to buy? Me? Yeah. You're asking how, how convincing was Brett Favre to me? Yeah. Like, how many Wranglers did you buy after you saw that? No. I didn't even know he did that. I thought you were going to play along. Yes. And no. Okay. Yes. And come and no. <laughs> anyway, on. Adam and Monique come to Adam's old house that he gave to Grayson in the divorce settlement so that she would leave town and she has not left town. <laughs> and she's a clever minx. Grayson comes walking up and they get nervous and she is all smiles and sweet and says, Congratulations. She hugs Monique. She is so sweet. Mm. And she leaves, and Adam's like, What the fuck was that? <laughs> so Adam starts to leave, and Monique like grabs his arm and says, Where are you going? And Adam says, Oh, I just have to go have a look around. Okay, Queen. Uh your <laughs> ex-wife, who you were madly in love with. You pushed Monique away over and over again because you were holding out hope for her. Now is in your house after she has repeatedly tried to seduce you and offered $5 million for you to sleep with her one time. You're now in her house. That's a lot of money for that. Grayson is being ungodly weird and you're going to leave your fiance alone so you can wander around this house where, spoiler alert, Grayson comes up right behind him and they're alone in a room. I mean, everybody saw that coming, I think. This is not the way. Anyway. Adam's going to look around. Grayson is saying to the client, you're going to love Monique. So now Grayson seems to be really encouraging Monique to get this job. Mm -hmm. And she says to Mr. Edwards, she's great. She takes a personal interest in her work. She's ready to do whatever it takes to ensure satisfaction. All you have to do is ask. (laughs) Okay. Adam is wandering around upstairs. Grayson follows him up. This is where they're alone in a room. And he says, what are you remodeling for? What is this, Grayson? What do you have planned? And she says, you'll find out what I'm planning when I'm ready. Okay. Are you ready? To, are you ready to make a guess? About what she's remodeling for? Yeah. No. Okay. All right. Um, Lyle. Lyle Edwards. That's his name. Lyle is nervous talking to Grayson. Lyle is Mr. Edwards, the client for Rap Jeans, the one oh. that Grayson said, Monique will do anything to satisfy the client. Okay. okay. And he says he's nervous asking Grayson to set him up with Monique. And he says, I've never done this before, mixing business with pleasure. Um... Oh, oh, oh. Okay. So Monique, Adam is worried about what Grayson's up to. And Monique tells Adam not to worry. What could Grayson have on you that could possibly change things between us? Mm. You ready to guess? I mean, is she going to try to get Monique to sleep with the jeans? You get one guess. You get one guess. What is she planning? She's remodeling a room. Adam will never leave her. Okay, not ready. All right, we'll keep going. We'll keep going. All Um, All right, so Eric comes to talk to Adam. Eric has been spying on Grayson, and he finds out that Grayson is sending money to an address, to someone. We don't know who. And they said they're not going to figure it out because she's probably got that locked away in her personal bank account. Yeah. Mm, yeah. 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 That's, that that's not something you could just get to. Um, <laughs> how did Eric find this? Well, Grayson's lawyer happened to come into the club. Eric recognized him as Grayson's lawyer and got him good and drunk to get him talking about Grayson. But that then he climbed up like after bullshit. that. Kimberly came back from the dead. She wasn't dead. We never she saw was her dead. Die. We were told she died. Her mother lied like okay. mothers do. All right. So, um, Lyle and Monique are considering Models Inc. and they go out to lunch together. Lyle and Monique are out to lunch together. He's considering Models Inc. He's considering hiring her. And he says, Look, my hotel's right across the room. I have a suite. You want to come with me? And Monique says, 
Um, it must have slipped your mind that I'm engaged. And by the looks of your finger, you're married. Mm. So she calls him and turns out he is still considering her for the job because he appreciates the respectful way she told him to buzz off. He admits that he was in the wrong and he shouldn't have done it. And he's sorry. And he appreciates her tact. Okay. Okay. So, okay. Da, 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 da. Adam now confronts Hillary to find out where Grayson is sending this money. He knows he's sending money somewhere and Hillary must know. And Hillary's like, I honestly, I don't have an idea. She's not using our money. Otherwise I would know about it. Okay. Mm -hmm. Adam says, you have to help me. I can help you get rid of her. And Hillary says, what could I possibly do? And Adam says, well, I found out from the secretary that Grayson keeps her personal laptop computer locked in a credenza behind her desk. If only I had some keys. And Hillary's (laughs) like, here you go. Right here. Here are the keys. (laughs) Adam goes and looks in the laptop computer and now we find things out. Okay. All right. Later, Grace Monique comes back and Grayson's like, oh, how was your lunch date with Mr. Edwards? Because Grayson knows what she set Monique up for. And Monique just plays dumb and says, oh, it was great. He's a perfect gentleman and he's still considering us and walks away. And Monique can't, or I'm sorry, Grayson can't tell. Did Monique sleep with him? Or is she, <laughs> like, what's going on? Mm-hmm. Okay. Now it's nighttime. Eric and Adam are stalking the house where Grayson is sending money. It's a trailer park. Mm. They're sending money to a trailer park. They watch Grayson go into the trailer home and then leave. And they say, what are they going to do? And Adam says, we have to make something happen. So he just goes and knocks on the door. Mm. And lady answers and he explains who he is and said, why is she sending you money? And lady says, go away, Mr. Louder, and don't come back. If you don't drop this now, it's going to blow up in your face. Mm. Are you ready to make a guess? No. Oh, my God. It was screaming obvious to me. Well, maybe okay. you're getting visual cues that I'm not. Of course, I'm watching the show and you could be too. I could. <laughs> okay. Uh, moving on. Monique tells Adam that she overclaimed Grayson's plan with Lyle. Okay. Okay. Fine. So that's settled. Adam knows. Now, Lady that was at the trailer park goes to Grayson's house. Okay. Eric calls Adam and says, you're not going to believe it because Eric was watching. I saw her. You smoked the lady out. And Adam comes and confronts the situation. Ladies in there. Grayson's in there. hits his house. He bangs on the door. Grayson answers the door breathless and says, Adam, this isn't a good time. And he pushes his way in. Mary, this is your last chance before the big reveal. What's your guess on what she had planned? We now know what she had, what she was holding over him, what she was redoing a room for, what she said he would never be able to get out of her life for. Is she like stealing a baby or something? It is a baby. The nursery is done, which was not done earlier this episode. It was still plastic sheets hanging where the walls go. And there's a toddler in a crib. And Grayson says, Adam, say hello to your son. Oh. And they fade away, screened in on this kid who looks high as a fucking kite. (laughs) Good for that kid. You know, that's one way to get through the shoot. That's one way to do it. Anyway, that's it. That's the end of episode 20, whatever. Oh, I didn't ever tell you what the title was. Oh, I don't think we did. No. Bring the family. Bring the family? Yeah, I don't know. The Louders? I guess. Okay, so Mary, that was episode 20-something. 20-something. 24. There's only five left. Are you sure you do not yet want to start from the beginning and watch every episode before we get to episode 29? I... I'm just enjoying these recaps so much that I, I can't imagine I would learn any more from watching it than I would from listening to you talk about it. Do you, Last week's episode was longer than the show itself. Um, or last month. Do you think, Mary, 
that any of these characters or storylines are something I made up myself. No. Okay. All right. And we'll continue. We'll be back next week, right around Valentine's Day, 2024, okay. for the next episode. I better episode. go stock up on those candy hearts. You better get them. Not from the clearance rack that they're currently on. <laughs> <laughs> So wait, seriously, how how long does this show go on? How many episodes are there? <laughs> wait, I told you this, right? So it goes to season seven of the original run, but then there's the re- the reboot season. So there's how many reboot seasons? Just the one so far. So far. Okay. But there's also, but then Mary, there's the the Amazon has the true story of Melrose Place movie that we should cover. Oh God, how long? Yeah, and and. Models Inc. has to be covered too. Wait, what the hell is Models Inc.? It, it's a two-season spinoff. Of what? What do they? Of, of Melrose Place from the lady from Dynasty was on it, I think. The lady from Dynasty, my God, this was like a whole industry. And I do think nine hundred two one zero to get to understand where this show came from is probably worth exploring. I I don't know if I agree with that. <laughs> and then when Allison left, she went to Ally McBeal. Does it have anything to do with the contents of Melrose Place? I just feel like, how, do you really want to be an expert in this or not? I mean, I think you know the answer to that. Okay, so we're in for all of it. <laughs> oh, God.